All right, welcome to the show. I am the hard bastard. I am uh, currently in Florida, so there is a bit of an echo uh, here where I stream, and uh, we'll be doing the abbreviated streams um, from here till, I don't know, I'll probably be back like January 6th, something like that. I'm, I'm up in the air when I'm coming back, but I'll keep you all posted. So we'll be here for a couple hours, and... Um, it's a very odd day today. Um, I, I think the Democrats are in complete disarray on how they're going to try to stop Trump because you had this very bizarre thing where first the uh, Colorado and, and, and they're playing games with all this shit. So like the cat lady from Colorado with the uh, shit stained teeth. She came out, and she has crazy eyes, of course. Totally, it's commie leftist cat lady. You can smell the cat piss through the television. So she comes out. Now, if you remember, if you watch uh, people like uh, Viva Fry, they actually read the uh, Supreme Court of Colorado's decision. And people like him pointed out that there, the way it was being reported, like, oh, Trump's been taken off the ballot. It's not actually true. Um, they... Uh, they made it where if if somehow like if uh, Trump's people appeal, then he'll be on the ballot. Anyway, so this bitch comes out today and she's like, "Well, uh, Donald Trump has been put back on the ballot," and then a whole bunch of people are like, "Oh yeah, Donald Trump's been put back on the ballot." And then this fucking crazy cat lady bitch in Maine comes out and not with anything to do with the Supreme Court of Maine, this fucking whore just decides, I'm just going to take Trump off the ballot. And uh, I, I, it just does not seem, it doesn't seem to have the normal coordination that regime narratives and regime talking points and regime decisions have. This is, it seems chaotic because then you got all these Democrats coming out and they're like, this is not the right way to go about things. This is all very bizarre. So first let's cover what happened earlier with the Colorado uh, Supreme Court. So catastrophic effects, Colorado GOP asked the Supreme Court to reverse Trump's removal from the ballot. The Colorado Republican Party has filed a petition before the U.S. Supreme Court asking it to overturn the decision from Colorado's highest court to kick, to kick Trump off the ballot. The, the petition comes after a 4-3 decision from the AIDS-infested commie Colorado Supreme Court, blah, blah, blah. Um, and so, the, okay, so they filed that petition. Great. Now you got Trump will remain on the Colorado ballot unless... SCOTUS rules otherwise, according to the Secretary of State. Now, that doesn't seem to be consistent, though, with what was written uh, in, in the decision. But anyway, so you have this story. Why is this moving? Hold on a second. Am I, why am I being raped? Just do what I want to do. Just do it. Okay, I think we're good. Colorado Secretary of State cat lady with literal shit-stained teeth, Jenna Griswold, announced on Thursday afternoon that Trump will remain on the state's ballot unless the Supreme Court affirms the state-level high court's ruling that disqualified him from being on the ballot. There's, there's, there's just fuck, fuckery is afoot 
It's a very bizarre situation. So this cat lady said, Donald Trump engaged in insurrection. Again, that's totally made up. And was disqualified under the Constitution from the Colorado ballot, the fucking retard said. She continued, the Colorado Supreme Court got it right. The decision is now being appealed. I urge the Supreme Court to act quickly, given the upcoming presidential primary election. Um, and so all, all of these news places came out after this fucking whore came out with this uh, statement. And they were like, Trump's back on the ballot. Ah, oh, okay. So now you got this fucking bitch. Now this isn't even the Supreme Court. This is like a, a, a rogue secretary of state. She comes out and she's barring the president from the ballot. Okay, so you got this whore. Um, by the way, there's from, from what I, I saw a clip from MSNBC where it's like one of these kind of legalese like, it's more headline than anything, because they're like, uh, well, he'll be on the ballot unless this or that happens, which doesn't match when they're like, oh, he's off the ballot now. Now, granted, I'm not saying that this is, like, meaningless, and, like, they're definitely trying, but it doesn't look like everyone is on the same page on how to go about this, which is hilarious. It's just absolutely hilarious. So, in an unexpected move on Thursday, Maine Secretary of State Sheena Bellows, another crazy uh, piss-stained catwoman, uh, leftist, of course, released a 34-page ruling stating that Donald Trump is ineligible to appear on the ballot. So Secretary of States are judges now? They can just, they can just fucking make a ruling? Okay, well, that's interesting. The ruling from Bellow states that Trump's primary petition is invalid under Section 3 of the 14th Amendment. In a statement to the New York Post, the Trump campaign spokesman Stephen Chung blasted Bellows, calling her a virulent leftist and a hyperpartisan Biden-supporting Democrat. She is. She's insane. He added the campaign would quickly file a legal objection. Also, the based AG from Missouri, is it? He came out and he's like, we're suing your ass. Preserve your records. So good. You know, I don't know if he might be just talking shit, but... Um, so then Vivek comes out and says... Uh, this is what an actual threat to democracy looks like. The system is hell-bent on taking this man out. The Constitution be damned. I stand by my prior pledge to withdraw from any state ballot and ultimately that ultimately removes Trump from the ballot. So this is all, this is like it's complete chaos at this point. Um, so you had the story last week where there were like Biden people that are like, this is no good optically. For Biden and I mean this is freaking out normies this gets people who aren't paying attention to be like oh I don't like that so um, yeah it's just um, there is a uh, to me as this is insane but there is a um, the the level of chaos here this is just the first time I've ever seen as far as I can recollect Democrats do something and like a bunch of them are just like, no, we shouldn't do it this way and saying things that are off narrative. And it's just, uh, you know, you got Gavin Newsom. He's like, oh, no, this is not the way to go about it. We believe in democracy in California. This is all very bizarre. So um, I, I think they're just desperate. I think they're desperate. I think that, uh, you know, it's just not, I don't know. I just feel like uh, it's just is not, I just don't think this is going to work. 
This is not coordinated enough to work. Um, the Supreme Court is probably going to have to step in and, and sit now. If the Supreme Court upholds, you know, what, this, then, then it's, I mean, look, I know Tim Poole uses the word civil war. I'm not going to go that far, but it'll be complete fucking chaos because then you would think, I mean, if they have any balls at all, if they have any backbone, if they have any worth, at least a couple AGs in red states will remove Biden from the ballot. So it looks like it's possibly a total chaos, but we'll see. I just, um, I, this is just, like I said, this is the first time I've ever seen a Democrat effort against Trump happen without full united, uh, what is that word? Like, they're not in sync. This is not an in sync narrative. This is just abnormal for the Democrats. It's really, it's, I don't know, it's very bizarre. So we'll see what happens. It's obviously a bunch of fucking bullshit. Uh, now we'll talk about the other ways they're trying to take them off the ballot. Um, so this is uh, totally as expected, totally as expected. Uh, me and many other people have been pointing out that when it comes to Donald Trump's trials, they are not going to allow him to make any arguments. They're not going to allow him to provide any evidence. And here is an example. So you have deranged crackhead Jack Smith has asked the court to bar improper evidence from his upcoming election trial. Deranged Jack Smith asked a federal court on Wednesday to bar attempts from Donald Trump to inject politics and use improper evidence for the 2020 election case uh, that's scheduled to begin in March through public. So uh, this asshole, he wrote, like a total fag, quote, through public statements, filings, and arguments in hearings before the court, the defense has attempted to inject into this case partisan political attacks and irrelevant and prejudicial issues that have no place in a jury trial. Although the court can recognize these efforts for what they are and disregard them, the jury, if subjected to them, may not. This means Donald Trump's not allowed to uh, bring any evidence that would support his case. This is what this means. The faggot continued, and I quote, <clears throat> excuse me, the deranged faggot said, and I quote, the court should not permit the defendant to turn the courtroom into a forum in which he propagates irrelevant disinformation and should reject his attempt to inject politics into the proceeding. To ensure that the jury remains focused on its fact-finding duty and applies the law as instructed by the court, the defendant's improper evidence and argument should be excluded. So he's not allowed to, he's not allowed to make his case. That's what this means. Um, and this is not surprising. This is the same shit they did to Alex Jones and Rudy Giuliani. It's going to be the same shit. He's not going to be able to argue anything. And then what will happen is uh, they'll tell his lawyers, oh, you're not allowed to make that argument. And then they're going to sanction the lawyers for defending him. It's fucking crazy. So that, there you go. That's not surprising. This was interesting from the Gateway Pundit. Uh, Brad Ratzenberger lied to Trump when he told him in a January 2021 phone call that there was no fraud in the 2020 election. Many of us already knew this. We talked about it when the phone call was released. Brad Ratzenberger and the rest of the Republicans, most of them in Georgia, were in on the steal. They are absolute traitors and they belong in prison. In late December 2020, Trump made a call to Georgia Secretary of State Brad Ratzenberger asking him to look at some items that were uncovered by his auditor. 
There was plenty of evidence for a competent auditor or any man of integrity to know that the election was uncertifiable. Secretary of State Ratzenberger, his office, secretly recorded the phone call with Trump, then lied about its contents later when they leaked to the far-left Washington Post. Ratzenberger's office ran to the Washington Post and leaked a fraudulent transcript of the call. After they were caught lying, the Washington Post outed Jordan Fox as their anonymous source for the garbage, for the garbage hit piece. Fox provided Washington Post with the fraudulent Trump quote that the paper ran in an anti-Trump hit piece on January 9th. They planned this to do the most damage to Trump before the sham impeachment trial in the U.S. Senate. Georgia chairman of the Republican Party, David Schaefer, later revealed that Ratzenberger and Fox lied to the Washington Post about Trump, demanding that they find the fraud. Then after they leaked their version of the story to the Washington Post, they deleted the audio of the call. The audio file was later found in the laptop's trash folder. That's what they get. That's what you get, you fucking pieces of shit. This shows who Trump was dealing with in Georgia, but that is not all. That was not the only lie made by Ratzenberger related to the infamous phone call. Catherine Engelbert uh, of True the Vote published their report titled The Aftermath in August on the organization's broader work in Georgia before, during, and after the 2020 election. Uh, the aftermath focused on the impact the dirty voter rolls had on the 2020 election. Following the report, Democrat hitman Mark Elias filed a lawsuit against Drew the Vote for their efforts to clean up their voter rolls in Georgia. The Biden DOJ recently joined the Elias case against Drew the, Drew the Vote. The aftermath, the aftermath report confirmed that Ratzenberger lied to Trump about the 2020 election in the phone call. Ratzenberger told Trump that the election in Georgia was clean when he knew, in fact, this was not the case. Catherine Engelbright proved this later when she released a legal affidavit on her meeting with Ratzenberger in early December 2020. Catherine noted that she told Ratzenberger in December 2020 that there were 67,284 votes cast that should likely not have been counted because the voter registrations were ineligible based on a permanent change of residency. But Ratzenberger lied to Trump about the fraudulent voter registrations on that January 2nd call. Ratzenberger said everything was fine when he knew Otherwise, this is from Catherine's affidavit. On that call, Trump asked about inaccurate vote, voter records. Both Secretary Ratzenberger and General Counsel Ryan Germany stated that they had fully evaluated the various claims of election irregularities and said without qualification there was no evidence to support them, including no problems with the voting records. This statement was knowingly false. Both men were well aware of the falsity at the time. Secretary of State Ratzenberger knew Georgia's voter rolls had not been cleaned in approximately two years. This would naturally cause skyrocketing errors over the 20% in eligible records across the state based on uh, residency alone. In mid-December 2020, after the election had been certified by Ratzenberger and in advance of True the Vote's preparation of 364,000 voter record challenges based on ineligible residency, Catherine Engelbright met with Ratzenberger to discuss the challenges citizens would soon be filing. His comment, that seems about right. The GOP should have been doing this all alone. He, or excuse me, all along, he knew the rolls were inaccurate. 
was his excuse for not monitoring them. In 2019, Stacey Abrams, a fat pig in Fair Fight, filed a lawsuit against the state to prevent voter roll maintenance, arguing that roll cleaning was erroneous and racially biased. The state went on to win the lawsuit in 2021, but during the period from 2019 to 2021, Ratzenberger acquiesced to Abrams. Mail ballots, drop boxes, no ID requirements, no monitoring, all catalyzed by inaccurate voter records. What actions were taken in 2020 to prevent illegal votes from being cast? Were any eligibility checks done before Georgia's vote count was certified? When Ratzenberger asserted to Trump that there was no election fraud, what he was basing that what was he basing that assertion on? If he didn't know of the stats listed above, then he wasn't doing his job. If he did know, then he was complicit. In either case, his assertion was untrue. If the election had been lawfully conducted, votes from all ineligible voter records should have been challenged with votes cast provisionally, only to be counted if proof of eligible residency could be provided. Georgia's lack of voter roll maintenance, together with rules that lowered identification standards for mail-in and inactive records, created an expressway for fraud. Make no mistake, this is not the only problem with our elections, but inaccurate voter rolls are where election fraud begins. Um, then they go over the number of ineligible votes from the 2020 election, over uh, 66,000. Secretary of State Ratzenberger knew about these illegitimate numbers in December 2020, but lied to Trump anyway. Insisting the election in Georgia was clean, Ratzenberger knew this was not true when he spoke to Trump in early January 2021. So again, Georgia Republicans belong in prison. Ratzenberger, that guy with the white hair who was a real bitch, he was like, you have to stop criticizing me or my family. Fuck you, bitch. Like, who cares? I don't care about your family. Fuck your family. Fuck your fucking family. Stop cheating in elections, okay? Oh, my family. Fuck you. Hilarious. They're like, oh, and we're getting all these mean words. <laughs> you deserve them. You deserve all the legal mean words, fuckers. So anyway, there you go. That's, uh, that's a hell of a thing. Man, what a bunch of criminals. What a bunch of criminals. All right. Now, then we got Michigan. They, they did not get Trump off the ballot in Michigan. The Michigan Supreme Court refused a AIDS commie group's effort to remove Trump from the 2024 ballot. So this is, this is what I'm saying. There's no, this, I've never seen a media narrative or a Democrat narrative, whatever you want to call this. They always coordinate. And the thing about Democrats, they're always in sync. They all say the same shit over and over again, but not with this. You got one fucking Democrat who's like, no, we're not doing this. And then you got one Democrat Supreme Court that's like, yeah, we'll do it. And then the other one's like, no, we're not doing it. And then this fucking cat piss lady, she's like, well, I think we'll put him back on the ballot. And then this other one's like, no, we're taking him off the ballot. It's total chaos. It's total chaos. And I, and I think they, they haven't decided, for some reason, they haven't decided on whether or not they've, they're truly going to do this which is interesting. I would have thought they would have decided by now. This is very fascinating. This whole thing is very fascinating. Um, Joe Biden, uh, the pedophile in chief, is upset with the media because they will not, first of all, the media lies nonstop about the economy. Uh, oh, by the way, this is great. I, I love when this happens. So I've been covering David Pakman and his uh, insane, rabid, homosexual lying that he's been doing. I, I mean, we're at like almost eight years, I guess like seven and a half years, perhaps, something like that. 
seven years, three months, whatever the number is. And there was a period of time where I think I was one of the few people that covered him. And now that now to see other people uh, uh, noticing how fucking insane he is. Uh, so actual Justice Warrior just put out a video talking about how David is lying nonstop about crime and the economy. And so that was a fantastic video. Uh, credit to him for that. And and then even, and, and as much as I've been critical of Sitchin Adam on Ukraine and things like that, and I have called them, I stand by it. I do believe they are regime propagandists, uh, kind of like the, the more YouTube, whatever. There was a person that came up with a phrase uh, a few weeks ago in the chat, the, the like mockingbird YouTubers. I think that's probably the category I would put them in. But they made a David Pakman video. Um, talking about uh, how he's lying about Trump being like mentally ill. So that was good to see. That was good to see. But anyway, Joe Biden wants the media to lie even more about the economy. And he says that they're not reporting on the economy in the right way. So this whole thing is ridiculous. Uh, prices at the grocery store are fucking insane. Um, although it's nice, you know, I'm, 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 I traveled down to the south now and gas is way cheaper down here. Last time it wasn't. It was about the same. Now it's like a dollar, dollar fifty cheaper. I'll take that all day. That's fantastic. Um, all right. Now we have a just. Uh, this is becoming more frequent, and I and I think as we get closer to election season, you're going to see a lot more of this. This is a uh, a a, um, a nog who uh, screams out, "I want all white people dead!" and then stabs two teenagers, two white teenagers. Um, and of course, last week there was the kid who was like looking at Christmas lights and some fucking nog shot him in the head. He survived by some miracle. And I mean, you can come up the list of black criminals and black on white violence. You could be here all day. I mean, it's just it's like nonstop. Um, two teenage girls visiting New York City from South America were stabbed while grabbing a bite to eat with their parents. Uh, at the Grand Central Terminal's dining concourse on Christmas Day, with the perpetrator allegedly expressing his desire for all white people to die. Well, you know, what is that, TND? Well, you know, hey, sign me up for T TND. Yeah, TND. <laughs> oh, the internet's wonderful. The 14 and 16-year-old victims are now recovering in the hospital. NYPD officers stationed nearby promptly ar ar arrested Stephen Hutchinson, a 36-year-old career criminal from the Bronx, who allegedly shouted anti-white sentiments while carrying out the attack. He has since been hit with murder. Uh, oh, no, a slew of charges, including attempted murder. I don't think he's being charged with a hate crime. Now, I've said this before. I don't think hate crimes are real. I believe the ADL is who injected the hate crime concept into the law. It's totally illegitimate. It's stupid. It's unnecessary. It's used as a cudgel against white people. This is a prime example because I don't think they're going to call this a hate crime. Um, so you either have to have hate crimes that are applied evenly across the board or you don't have it at all. I would argue you don't have it at all because... The violent crime is what matters. The fact that this stupid fucking retard stabbed these girls, that's what matters. He, he, he tried to kill them. I don't care why he tried to kill them, okay? There shouldn't be, well, you know, he's racist, so now he should get an extra five years. No, give him the extra five years because he's violent, okay? Come down hard on violent criminals. If you go into a store and you hold up 
a, a, a store clerk at gunpoint, you should never come out of prison. Okay, now if you want to argue, well, if they're only 13 or 14, maybe you'll get one shot. Okay, but you, you should just, there should be no tolerance for this, you know. But hate crimes are not going to fix it. Hate crimes, because it's just going to be used against white people as a cudgel. And then when you have quote unquote hate crimes against white people, it'll be, uh, it'll be, uh, uh, ignored and it's whatever. So he has a couple of interesting quotes here. He says, um, quote, I want all the white people dead. I want to sit next to the crackers. Um, and then uh, he said it and he turned his attention to the teens and launched his attack. So it's just uh, crazy, completely crazy. And then I think he was arrested. Yeah, he was arrested recently for threatening people with a firearm in the Bronx. And of course, he was let out because that's what they do in New York. They let out the violent criminals, especially if they're violent against white people. Now, there has been a bukkake of swattings. This week, I've seen more people swatted than ever, ever. It's like not even close. They swatted sticks twice. And sticks, <laughs> fucking hilarious. <laughs> he didn't give a shit. He was like... He's like, retards, the cops here are not going to do what you want them to do. And he's like, I don't give a fuck. His reaction was hilarious. So it's good to see that, like, the people that are fucking with Sticks currently are not breaking through. So shout out to Sticks. I'm glad he's, uh, he's, he's doing good. I think he's handling his situation, which is fantastic. Um, but uh, Marjorie Taylor Greene got swatted a bunch of times. Pasebic and um, and the cops are letting this happen now. Now, when I say the cops, so depending on where you are, right? Like in some places, you got reasonable cops. They know what's going on, and so they don't come at gunpoint. You know, they just like you know knock on the door and they're like, "Hey, they called again. We're just you know doing the rounds." And I'm sure that's annoying, but. You know, they're not coming guns drawn. Like, I thought they fucking did the quartering real dirty that time where they, like, had him at gunpoint and his wife at gunpoint uh, on the lo That's ridiculous. That's fucking ridiculous. Uh, I also like how people are proposing that uh, you should just, you should be charged with attempted murder if you do this. The problem is, in many of these jurisdictions, like particularly with Tim Pool, the cops there are letting it happen. The FBI doesn't give a shit about this. Um, so they're, they're letting it happen because these are leftists. AIDS commies are doing the swatting here. And the police and FBI are letting it happen in most places, not everywhere. Like I said, there's some places where the cops are handling it uh, uh, better. But, you know, so anyway. So Marjorie Taylor Greene, she got swatted a bunch of times, and then uh, her family got swatted a bunch of times. And so, uh, yeah, just actually give me uh, 30 seconds here.
All right, let's see. Okay, so Marjorie Taylor Greene, they they not only swatted her, but like her family in a different house. This is totally crazy. So she's vowing to introduce legislation to crack down on swatting. And that's good. I mean, do, do what you got to do. But I bet you there's going to be a bunch of Democrats that don't sign off on this because they like that the leftists are doing this to conservatives. Marjorie Taylor Greene said Wednesday she plans to introduce legislation that would make it easier to combat swatting incidents that have impacted her and many others across the country. The announcement came as Green uh, and other elected officials were targeted this holiday season by calls to law enforcement involving fake reports of an emergency. Uh, Swatting incidents can already lead to charges, but they've become commonplace with the rise of technology that makes it easier to trick people. Schools, religious institutions, hospitals, online gamers, and public figures are among a a lot of the targets. Um, Rick Scott, uh, Boston Democrat Mayor Wu, uh, Brandon Williams. I mean, I, I... I, I wouldn't be surprised if they just did woo to make it seem like it's it's happening to both sides, but it's mostly uh, happening to conservatives. So yeah, Tim Scott and all these people, Green got swatted for the eighth time. Look, if, if they wanted to do something, they would absolutely do it by now. The FBI is kind of just letting this happen because um, it's being weaponized against conservatives. So... We'll see. But yeah, a lot more people are, are getting swatted. The whole thing is, uh, it's fucking crazy. Um, this is, this is, uh, this is a good sign. This is a good sign here. This is a poll. 72% of Republican voters believe white people's rights are under threat. Okay, that's a solid number. That's a solid number. According to a recent poll conducted by Reuters, of American voters believe white people's rights are under attack in the United States. Only 18% are in disagreement with the sentiment. Moreover, 72% of Republican voters agree with the sentiment, while only 18% are in disagreement. By contrast, only 27% of Democrat voters agree that white people's rights are under attack, while 45% of independent voters share the belief. Indeed, since the civil rights, the managerial state has worked to undermine the historic American nation to the benefit of non-whites. Through affirmative action and other forms of racial quotas, this campaign continues in effect as witnessed by the fentanyl Floyd riots in the summer of 2020, when every institution of American society worked to demonize the country's white population. Sadly, Republican leaders have not caught on to this dynamic and refused to stand up for the interest of white people. Uh, Irish right-wing nationalist Keith Woods noted in a post on Twitter uh, where he stated 72% of Republican voters in the U.S. agree that white people's rights are under attack. You'd think a view so popular would be getting political representation, yet no Republican candidate will ever even say the words white people. Well, Vivek might. By, by the way, like I said, I don't, I, I don't trust Vivek, uh, but he is like the chat GPT. And if it, if this went viral, I would not be surprised if he started talking about it. Um, but uh, now that's different than what this guy who wrote the article is talking about. He's talking about like real representation. Yeah, I don't think there's going to be any fucking politician that's going to do real white representation. But you never know. <clears throat> At some point, Republicans will have to grow balls and start standing up for legacy Americans 
with an enemy in the cultural left that wants to destroy white America, not being able to stand up for whites will result in the inevitable destruction of the U.S. as we know it. For once, Republicans need to start thinking beyond the GDP and begin to defend the very people who built this great nation and continue to support Republicans uh, on the ballot. Um, so apparently... Um, in the UK, so obviously they defend uh, uh, raping muzzies in the UK as far as the government and police. So if you take any issue with raping muzzies or raping North Africans, you're going to get in trouble with the police. Um, but this is a situation. Oh, I don't know. This guy, I mean, yeah, in uh, South Yorkshire. Police threatened to investigate social media users for making racist comments about a child rapist. A police force in the United Kingdom has warned social media users that making racist comments to a child rapist, South Yorkshire police locked down their Twitter account section after announcing the sentence of violent pedophile muzzy Zaib Taibi. Tybee Ty, Ty, was initially arrested in September after attacking an 11-year-old child. Details about the victim, including their sect and exact, sex and exact vulnerability, have been withheld by authorities to protect the child's identity and dignity. According to a court hearing, the rapist Muzzy stalked the victim through the town center before approaching and attempting to befriend them. After winning their trust, he convinced the minor to come to his home where he sexually attacked them. Following the assault, the rapist Muzzy reportedly sought to flee the area and evade justice. He was quickly apprehended and pled guilty to multiple charges relating to the rape of a child under the age of 13. The raping Muzzy was sentenced uh, to 15 years in prison. The same day, the homosexuals that run the South Yorkshire police announced the outcome of the case on their social media. But while many expressed release, excuse me, relief that the raping Muzzy had been prosecuted, the Post quickly prompted a number of comments criticizing the force's description of the Muzzy as a native of Barnsley. Yeah, that's a lie. That's a lie. I bet the folks of Barnsley love calling him a Barnsley man, one user added. Another person said, Barnsley man, how long had this one been in the country? Then uh, the homosexuals that run the South Yorkshire police said, while we welcome comments on our posts and understand people may have different views, we do not tolerate racism on our page. If racist comments or remarks continue, we will turn comments off. Oh, they're going to continue because racist comments are awesome. Anyway, <clears throat> then the, the homosexuals said such comments may be investigated. Investigate this dick bitch. Actually, I'll retract that because they're homosexuals and they would be like, oh, yeah. So we'll, uh, I don't know, we'll come up with whatever. How about fuck off faggots? That's what we'll go with. That's the insult we'll go with. Two hours later, South Yorkshire police locked the reply section. I mean, what did you think the internet was going to do when you told them to stop commenting? <laughs> they probably, it probably became better. But then, that of course didn't stop people, because then they just began quoting the, the homosexuals at the South Yorkshire police with their own uh, thoughts. So this guy, he wrote, uh, 
It's not racist to point out a fact that this man isn't a Barnsley man. He's a foreign criminal who rapes children. The police shouldn't placate uh, who he is as native British people. They should be openly informed of who is committing these crimes. Yeah, migrants. <clears throat> migrants. This isn't the first time a police force in the UK has come under fire for threatening social media users for expressing disdain towards a child sex offender. There was also um, uh, a serial pedophile that they defended. John Robert Dixon, a lunatic pedophile tranny, he was sentenced to 12 years in prison following convictions on 30 charges related to kid fucking. In uh, a case update, the Sussex police referred to the predator as a woman, leading to backlash from women's rights advocates and normal people. In response, the force began responding to people frustrated with the lack of accurate information in the update by issuing a scolding reply in which they condemned hateful comments. Well, that's because you're faggots. <clears throat> normal people, hateful comments, especially against rapists and pedophiles. That's welcome. That's righteous. It's righteous to hate pedophiles. It is righteous to insult them, legally, of course. Anyway, uh, there you go. That's, uh, that's the UK protecting uh, illegals, migrants, uh, e even when they rape. Okay, now, this is interesting. So, you got the Democrats who are sabotaging themselves right before an election, and they're sending the Zerg, also known as illegal migrants, into places like Chicago. And for the first time ever, residents in these neighborhoods, black people, are being faced with something that these border towns have been faced with for years. And um, they don't like it very much at all. So you got this woman from the NAACP who called illegal immigrants savages. And um, she said, these immigrants have come over here. They're raping people. They've been breaking in the homes. They're like savages as well. They, that's true. I mean, what she said was true. But anyway, she got suspended. <laughs> oh, you're not allowed to tell the truth about rapists illegals oh you got to just take it you got it even black people got to take it isn't this a hell of a thing right here yeah there's been some adjustments on the oppression pyramid blacks are taking l's jews are taking l's i did not expect to see jews taking l's that's uh, and, and it's possible the trannies could take an l but that one isn't as clear because it's only one video where you got this based motherfucker where a tranny is like, oh, excuse me, let me do the voice right. The tranny was like, oh, you misgendered me. And the guy was like, if you want to take that personal, you can. And then heard, then he uttered the words that are music to my ears. And he's basically like, if you don't like it, we can escort you out. And I was like, yes, escort them out. Es please let that become a thing. Escort them out. Anytime one of these lunatic fucking commies turns a camera, you don't even, I don't even care if they turn a camera on. When they just come into your place with their fucking bullshit, I don't care what it is, escort them out. I don't care if they're climate protesters, LGBT protesters, Black Lives Matter, I don't fucking care, escort them out. You've got to go, okay? Escort them out. Hopefully that becomes a thing. So anyway, now it's funny, this is kind of like leftists eating themselves. 
and uh, so we'll see what'll happen with there, but uh, or what'll happen with this. But yeah, the uh, the woman that called the, the Zurich Savages uh, got uh, in trouble. Interesting. Um, all right, so we'll just summarize these, and we'll get to some uh, videos, and then we'll get to some breaking news. Um, an Oregon mom has been prevented from being a foster parent due to her Christian beliefs. So she is uh, explicitly anti-child abuse. And in order to be a practicing leftist in America, uh, you have to be pro-child mutilation and pro-child sexualization. And uh, there are many Christians that are against this. And so if you're in a shithole like what is this, Washington, Oregon. If you're in a shithole like Oregon, I'm sure there's some based Oregon places. It seems like every state, even like Washington, there are places where like there's reasonable people, but the cities are just total cancer aids. But anyway, if you're in a place uh, infested with commies, you're gonna run into to trouble if you're a Christian, so that's fucked up. And this is not surprising at all. Portland sees an increase in diseases that are spread by shit. So the shit diseases are uh, increasing in Portland because they just let people shit all over the place. And you got this guy, this fucking shitter right here. This guy, I mean, you know, they blurred it out. So this is a homeless drug addict laying in the street, okay? Yes, some of them are white. I, I don't care if you're white or black. You gotta, you, you, you can't, you, you gotta, this is not acceptable. And you got to go. I don't care where you go. Where are they going to go? I don't give a fucking shit. Okay, so you figure it out. But you can't stay here. Anyway, as you can see, this guy must have, he's just shitting out his fucking ass here. Look at this guy. Just look how long that is. That was just, that's just diarrhea, explosive diarrhea, this guy. Just utterly insane. And there you go. That's, uh, it's amazing. So anyway, that's not surprising. Um, and uh, one other thing. So uh, the Brazilian government is run by commies, and they demanded that Rumble censor a couple commentators. Rumble told them to go fuck themselves. And uh, so instead of censoring the... Um, I forget how many people they wanted censored, but there were like a couple Brazilian podcasters or whatever that they wanted censored. So instead of censoring those people, they just pulled out of Brazil. Um, I, I, I think I've said this before, like, and I know it's easier said than done, but like, I would like to see Elon Musk do the same thing with the EU. Now I'm not, you know, they, that might not be practical. I understand that. But if they tell you, oh, you got to do all this shit. No, fuck you. We're just going to pull out. Fuck you. Go fuck yourself. I like that. I like that. So Rumble told France to go fuck themselves. They told Brazil to go fuck themselves. Hopefully the based people in Brazil and the based people in France they can figure a way to use VPNs or whatever to watch whatever the fuck they want to. I prefer this than kind of like what some of the other companies do and they kind of go along with it and they try to sit at the table. Although I, I won't say like, it, that's just not my style, but it's their business and it's their site so they can do what they want. Like BitChute, you know, it's an interest, BitChute's an interesting site. I like BitChute. Uh, uh, the guy that runs it seems to be very much pro-free speech. He seems to think that he can survive by trying to negotiate with the terrorists that are running the UK. By the way, he might end up being right. I don't know. I don't think he's going to be right. I think eventually they're going to crush BitChute and he's going to either have to shut down or move the company. 
Um, I don't want to see that happen, but I think ultimately that's probably what's going to happen. Um, with that said, it's it's up it's up to him. It's his company, and if he decides I want to stay and fight, okay, that's fine. You know, here's the thing: like, I, just don't be just, like the, you know what I'll tell I'll tell you. They are. Um, I like the way they handle criticism. So he's got this girl. Uh, I forget her name. She's um, she's like um, I, I I don't remember the the roles, but he does a podcast with her. And on the last podcast, I I just I kind of laughed because they they take comments and they take all the comments serious. And what I liked is they even took like they didn't they took you know bit shoot is fucking. The Bitchu comment section is phenomenal. It is absolutely total chaos. And they took, because there's always people, there's going to be people that don't like anybody, and that's completely fine. And there's people on the internet who you fall in the one of three categories. You're either a fag, a Jew, or a fed, okay? And, uh, and there's no exceptions. And the thing is, is that while I don't agree with that 100% that like that's, there's no one that falls outside of that, I can't blame them after seeing so many people disappoint. I can't blame them for taking that position. Okay. And it's also, I just, it's kind of, it's like, it's like, it's like a hilarious meme to me, but I understand why, because most people sell out and that's ultimately i think what that's about but what i liked is that they kind of took some comments from people like that and they took them seriously and really gave an answer and i i, I like that they didn't get offended and i forget oh because she said and like the way they talk they're both kind of very serious and very polite and she's like listing all of the things that some of the commenters have said about her and and it's like she's like yeah and then they said i was a jew and a tranny and but the way that they talked about it like they took it serious they didn't get emotional about it and then they answered the guy's question and i was see i was like i like that i like that just answer the question. Don't, like, who cares? You know, it reminds me of, like, have you seen this shit with this calendar and how all these people are going to war over a fucking calendar? And it's bizarre to me because, like, why? So you got these, like, conservative Christians, right? Commentators. They're real conservative, like Anna Perez and Stu Peters and Bryson Gray, right? Some of these people you might like, you might not like. I don't care. And they're, they're very conservative. And so when I saw this um, calendar get released, and I saw, you know, Anna Perez or whoever say what they're going to say from the conservative Christian perspective, I was not at all surprised. I was like, yeah, the conservative Christians aren't going to like it. But then, like, some of the libertarian people got very offended by that. And I'm like, why are you offended by some... Of course a conservative Christian who... Want, want skirts to be below the knee, of course they're going to have a problem with that. Why do you care? I don't care. If one of these people, if I put out some shit and one of these people was like, no, that's not blah, 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 I would not give two fucks. I, w I wouldn't even pay attention to it because I'm not a Christian. So why would I care if a Christian, like, it, why does it bother people when Christians, um, not all of them, but when some of them disapprove of what you're doing, why does it bother you? I'm telling you, if it bothers you, this is just my opinion, you should probably reflect on why it bothers you. Because there's either you haven't, because we all have programming, okay? And uh, 
and uh, we we as adults decide what we believe in and what we think is good and what we think is bad. And I'm of the opinion that you have to figure that shit out as an adult, and then you have to own it, uh, uh, and you have to, f- at least I'll just speak for myself. Uh, I'm not interested in guilt. I'll rephrase that. I'm not interested in unnecessary guilt. Okay, obviously, if you do something ridiculous, you should feel guilty about it. But I, but uh, weaponized guilt and tactical guilt, I'm not interested in it at all. I'm immune to that shit now. It took many years. Okay, and and w- what I think people do is they don't completely um, figure out their beliefs, uh, and you see this with whores sometimes where. Like if you're a whore and then you feel bad about being a whore, you should probably investigate that. Now, I'm not, I want to be clear. I'm not, I don't think these, first of all, it was almost comical watching these sides fight each other because (laughs) you have the, uh, the redhead libertarian girl who is in a picture where She's wearing like a dress and she's like baking a pie. There's nothing like, I don't know. Look, hey, maybe, maybe if you really like, like women that bake, you know, if you're, if you have like a food thing, maybe you could jerk off to that. I don't know. It doesn't do anything for me. I think she's a smash, but that picture itself, I'm just like, oh, she's baking a pie. Great. I'm, I'm moving on with my life. I'm not like, whoa, look at that. It was so tame. And then what was funny is then people took, the, um, the girl, uh, Anna Perez, who doesn't really, as far as I've seen, doesn't really dress like a whore. You know, she goes on the Tim Pool show. This is the faggot girl who came up with what I call the faggot litmus test. I like her. I like the faggot. Any person who publicly doubles down on faggot has my absolute uh, endorsement. Okay? I, I will endorse the faggot people. I don't care if you're a conservative Christian and you think I'm a heathen. I don't care about that. That's not, like, great, cool. What do you want me to do about that? You know, you know what I mean? So, but anyway, then, so the redhead libertarian people that liked her, they found a picture, or I think, like, she has a picture, Anna Perez has a picture that shows maybe, what's the smallest measurement possible? A millimeter? A fucking, how about we'll just go with whatever the, the, the smallest fucking measurement is. It's that, she's showing that much cleavage in a picture. Like the the least amount of cleavage I've ever seen in a picture, okay? And they're like, oh, you're a whore too. And I'm like, look at what's happening here on the right. You have people fighting each other over one woman who's wearing a skirt slightly above the knee and another woman who is showing the least amount of cleavage that I've ever seen. And it, it was almost like, it was almost wholesome, quite frankly. But anyway, my point, and look, fight with who you want. But my point is, if the conservative Christians are making you feel guilty about something, you need to figure that out. Why do you feel guilty? You either feel guilty because your, your actual you know, morals are opposed to what you're doing, and you should probably align yourself with your own personal morals, or you have some programming to undo that from whether it's childhood, whether it was where, you know, look, not all churches are good. Some churches are very destructive, so it depends. You know, with Jehovah's Witnesses, there's a lot of this fear and guilt that you think God's going to kill you in Armageddon if you do the slightest thing wrong or if you're not constantly knocking on doors and, you know, all this shit. And you got to undo this shit because people, I mean, look, I, it, maybe I, 
it's very possible I'm the one with the problem, but I just uh, I just think it's odd that like, yeah, conservative Christians don't like this kind of shit. They don't like women in bikinis. No shit. Why 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 go after them for? I mean, I guess you can. I don't know. Are you? I don't know. Whatever. It, the whole thing was kind of fake and gay. I'll say it was retarded, but it was also uh, it was very entertaining. So. Um, you know, I, I did. I don't agree with the conservative Christians on the calendar. I think it's, uh, I, I, I think it's rather tame. Although it just depends on like, what are we talking about? Like, with anyway, it. I'm, I've probably spent too much time on this as it is because it's kind of fucking retarded. But it is. It's an interesting. It was an interesting debate. Uh, I've never seen two women go at each other, or actually two women's audiences. Or I guess both go at each other over who is slightly less modestly dressed. I've never seen that before, and it was kind of funny, and I, I kind of enjoyed it. So anyway, we'll we'll move on. Okay, let's go to uh, let's do some videos, and then we will hit up the breaking news. Okay. Oh, by the way, let's uh, talk briefly. Uh, YouTube is, uh, YouTube's days are numbered. Um, we got some sort of demotion on the channel and like, it won't let me post links. Although I have posted links. I just had to like change them a little. I don't know if they work, but anyway, when I get back home, um, for the new year, there's going to be uh, we're going to be m moving off of YouTube uh, during shows. I'll keep all the other options open, so you'll be able to go to wherever you want to go. Pilled, Rumble, Twitter, Odyssey, wherever the fuck we stream on. But we're going to have to wean off of YouTube because our time is coming. Our time is coming. But And it gives us all this shit. You can't do this, and there's going to be limits to streaming. So I don't know, like, I, I'll have to check to see if we're... If we're streaming uh, now on um, YouTube, but um, uh, they said there's going to be limits to the live streaming and video uploading. I'm like, I don't, fuck this noise. Like, I, it's just, it's stupid. Okay, so here is uh, TYT. I guess we'll start off with this. Uh, they're claiming that, um, oh, because Kanye West, uh, Kanye West apologized to the Jews. Which, by the way, you know, in two weeks he's gonna go on. He's gonna give another speech about the people trying to fuck with him. So I don't know why the whole thing is like that's something fun to watch too. The people, you know, they're like, "Oh, Kanye West, that's fucking hilarious." But anyway, so they roll up to this guy on TYT, and they're they're like, "We're not sure MAGA actually knows what anti-Semitism is." Well, I would submit, who cares? Who fucking gives a shit? Are you worried about this rash of anti-Semitism that's going on in the United States right now? Extremely worried about it. I, I had no idea it could be this deep-rooted. That's just the way liberals are. If you don't agree with liberals, they'll shut you down, they'll spit in your face, and they'll kill you. When I do go to when I do go to Democratic rallies, they say the same things about you guys. Yeah, but where's the proof in the pudding? <laughs> well, okay, I, did you go to? Did you see I, all these marches and everything else, and these burnings and everything else? I, I, I know you're gonna bring up. So this motherfucker from TYT is pretending that uh, that the the conservatives and Trump supporters are part of this rash of anti-Semitism? That's hilarious. January 6th. I'm not bringing anything up. I think we're, I think we're good, though, right? Up. I promise I'm not bringing right. anything up. Are you concerned about the rise in anti-Semitism in this country right now? Yes. Yeah, I mean, here they scream that Trump, you know, was a Nazi and all of us, you know, mega Republicans are Nazis. 
And now they're doing exactly what Hitler did, you know, they're anti-Semitic. I agree. Yeah. Are you concerned about the rise that in anti-Semitism in the country now? Uh, I think a lot of it's kind of blown out, but you do That's see, true. see a lot of that on uh, the universities. And, and I, I believe universities are propaganda machines. That's 100% correct. Are you concerned with the rise of anti-Semitism around the country now? I don't see that there is. You don't see that? Uh, the, I don't see it here. The Anti-Defamation League has said... Who would give a fucking shit what the Anti-Defamation League says about anything? That there's like a 400% increase in anti-Semitic Yeah, that's events. totally made up. I don't, I don't see it here. What about the rise in anti-Semitism in the country? Does that concern you? It definitely concerns me. Uh, I, think, I think it's a big media problem, too. I, I, I'm unaware of the... Uh, well, there is rise. I understand that, and it's rise because of the Hamas war, obviously. And you know, I, I don't stand for that. I don't stand for any of that. And like, like probably ninety percent of people, they don't stand for the anti-Semitism. You know. What about the rash of anti-Semitism that's been happening in America now? Uh, is that bothersome to you? Um, so, okay, one second. So for, before I answer that, anti-Semitism. What is, okay, so can I not, I don't want to answer any more questions. Okay, sure. Yeah, that's fine. Um, Are you concerned at all about the sort of rise in anti-Semitism in the country now? <laughs> Do you know what that is? No, we don't. Okay. All right. So anti-Semitism. It's uh, for the better. That's for the better. Anti-Semitism is sort of hate speech toward Jewish people. Yeah, whatever. In light of what's happening overseas, there's been a rise in that. Are you concerned about that? I've, yeah, yeah, I mean, pretty much, because I feel like it's, I think it's unnecessary. We should really shouldn't, you know, hate speech is, it's, it's dumb. I don't know. Are you concerned about the rise in anti-Semitism that's going on in the country now? No, not a bit. How come? Just not. Just, just because if, if they're in our country, they should do our laws and our everything. They should go by our laws and stuff. And they can't do that, then they don't belong in this country. The Jews? Same with them. If they want to come here legally, then it's fine. They're not legal. Too bad. Okay. Okay. And I'm a Jew. How do you feel about the anti-Semitism that's going on in this country right now that, that's really shown itself in ways we hadn't seen it in a long time? I don't like it. I never have. Uh, I think it's being used as a talking point, getting people out there like Black Lives Matter, Antifa, whatever you want to look at. It's used as a talking point. But with people bring, bringing, in, bringing in people that want to protest about something they don't even know about. Are you upset about the rise in anti-Semitism you're seeing around the country now? Is it affecting you, or do you experience it or see it? It's, it's, it's concerning because it only goes one direction, it seems like, a lot of times. You know, why, why if, if we're going to do it, it's going to be across the board. Everybody's, you know, everybody's protected and respected. But, you know, how, how can you pick and choose groups and say that, you know, you're, you're covering all your bases? What do you say to that? Yeah, definitely. And how do you feel about the rise in anti-Semitism that's happening around the country? Not good, you know. Um, 
should send their asses over there and, and, and start fighting, you know, if you, if you hate somebody so bad. Um, yeah, I, that doesn't really touch me a whole lot. It's not, it's not good. Yeah. Rise of anti-Semitism in this country now. Are you seeing it or does it bother you? Um, yeah, I don't like the fact that it's out of control. I don't take it personal. Um, I don't like how it's kind of lopsided when the victims, it's backwards. I mean, the victims are being accused of being the perpetrators. And, and that's, a, that's a tactic. It's a scare tactic, and, and I, it's a bully tactic. When you see all these people picketing on behalf of the Palestinians, it's, it's totally unfair. And they're just rabble-rousers. They're just trying to create trouble. Problem is, I kind of working a little bit. And they're probably going to use this uh, Palestinian shit in in uh, the election, but we got a while. Okay, so this is them covering Kanye West apologizing to the Jews. Yay, the rapper, also known as Kanye West, is making news on social media today with a high-profile apology to the Jewish community, saying he did not mean to cause offense. Yeah, the post uh, was written notably in Hebrew on Instagram. Unclear what prompted this, though, but Yay has a long history of anti-Semitic statements, which is probably why you're familiar with some of them. Kanye West, unfortunately, continues to be known as Ye, uh, has uh, returned to Instagram, where he was previously banned for anti-Semitic statements, to apologize for his anti-Semitic statements. Now, before we get to the apology, uh, here's just a few reminders of what Kanye West has said in um, recent months and over the last year. The most notable was the tweet that he made headlines for. This was in October of 2022, actually. He said, I'm a bit sleepy tonight, but when I wake up, I'm going death con three on Jewish people, with Jewish people capitalized, of course. The funny thing is, I actually can't be anti-Semitic because black people are actually Jew also. Also, he just fucked a Jewish chick. Apparently, that's also why he's uh, the least anti-Semitic person you'll ever meet. You guys have toyed with me and tried to blackball anyone whoever opposes your agenda. That's not funny. Not at all. Uh, he then went on Infowars uh, and declared his love for Hitler. Don't believe me? Here's the evidence. Yes, please show it. Thank you. I've done a lot of study. I think Hitler was a really bad guy, and I repudiate what Hitler did. I understand that the British intelligence set him up and used I, him. I, I like Hitler. I, I don't like Hitler. And I know you're trying to be shocking with that. I'm not trying to be shocking. I like Hitler. I I see I I see good things about Hitler. Also, you can't say out loud that this person ever did anything good, and I'm done with that. I'm done with the classifications. Every human being has something of value that they brought to the table. Especially Hitler. Yeah, I, don't, I don't like the word evil next to Nazis. I think we need to look at. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. Just because you don't like one group doesn't mean the other. But look, I fine. love Jewish people, but I also love Nazis. <laughs> well, I want to say there's a lot of good Nazis that were just fighting for their country. And for them all. Like George Soros. For them all to get put in a box. They're all in a box. Every Nazi's bad. Well, could some of the Nazis have just been fighting for their country? Oh, they're all, oh, we can't, we can't put them all in a box. All right. Do <laughs> you have any comments on Hitler? Uh, uh, I, I have to agree with you. Schwarzenegger said he loved Hitler. They gave him an award. I, I'm just saying, I don't like Nazis and I don't like. 
Yeah, I, I had enough of that. Okay, that um, was awesome. That same day, that's, Kanye posted. That was one of the greatest. Uh, that that was the closest thing to the Morton Downey Jr. show that that I'm gonna get, and it's not even. It wasn't even similar to the Morton Downey Jr. show. Just just the complete spectacle. That was such a fucking spectacle. I love spectacles like that. That was fantastic. The image of a swastika fused with the Star of David on Twitter which was known as Twitter at the time. Yeah, that's that's the uh, that's the uh, alien sex cult symbol. I forget the name, the Raelians, I believe. His most recent statements uh, came only a few weeks ago during a listening party for his new album, Vultures. Let's watch. The mother pilgrims, it's the Jewish, they dress the same. It's the same, that's the story. They put us in the school, the Rothschilds, we don't have to bow to it. We, okay, it's 60 million of us in America, 60 million Jews in the world. 50% of our deaths is abortion. 25% of us go to prison. Raise one hand if you don't know one prison, one locked up, and one poor. Wait, raise your hand if you don't know, you don't know one person got abortion. Now, now I tell you, now I tell you, if it was in a Jewish mother on Friday with no everybody raised their hands. So, but wait, wait, wait a second. But who got, but wait, wait, wait a second. Who make the hospitals though? Who, who got the hospitals? These are Zionists. This is what I'm trying to tell you. Jesus Christ, Hitler, yay. Third party, sponsor that. That was literally just a few weeks ago, okay? So now all of a sudden he's apologizing. He uh, it's, posted it's just on It's so crazy. They're like, oh, this person said things. Oh, like, okay, like, who, ca who cares? Okay, whatever. Instagram, it, a Hebrew, like a, an apology written in Hebrew. Um, I should note that only 22% of Jewish people in America have um, minimal. Again, who cares? Who cares? To native fluency in Hebrew. So, but it doesn't matter. Oh. I mean, it's been translated. So here's what he said I sincerely apologize to the Jewish community for any unintended outburst caused by my words or actions. It was not my intention to hurt or demean, and I deeply regret any pain I may have caused. Okay, and start the clock for the next time he talks about Jews, and then the media freaks out. I'll give it six months, uh, probably less than six months. That sucks. I, I, yeah, I am committed to starting with myself and learning from this experience to ensure greater sensitivity and understanding in the future. Your forgiveness is important to me and I am committed to making amends and promoting unity. So the ADL responded to his apology. I really don't care what the ADL has to say since the ADL literally labels everyone anti-Semitic. Whoa, Anna Kasparian. That sounds like rabid anti-Semitism. How dare you not obey Rabbi Nosferatu? How dare you? Yeah, even people who have legitimate critiques of Israel. So Israel, again, I'm sorry. Again, see, this is where uh, I'm going to call bullshit. You can't allow anyone to use these tactics. So I don't care why they're labeling someone. I don't care why. It's all illegitimate because you can't allow a person or a group to take, because what this ultimately is, is a, an attempt to take away First Amendment rights from a person. That's what the ADL, the ADL is a uh, rights um, prohibiting, a rights violating organization. It's funny because they call these, oh, we're a civil rights organization. No, you are a rights limiting organization. Uh, the, anyone they go after, 
uh, they're trying to prevent them from being able to speak publicly. So I think just in principle, you have to be against it. And <clears throat> as long as what the person said was legal, it doesn't matter whether you agree with it, disagree with it, whether it was rude, whether it was funny, none of that matters. It's better when it's funny. I mean, I will say I prefer when it's funny. I prefer when it's funny. Um, that makes it easier, um, but it's, it still doesn't matter. Because like that guy in uh, Brandenburg, the third Brandenburg uh, case where he, the black supremacist, I don't like that guy at all. I think he's an asshole. But it's a great example of what is actually protected under the First Amendment. And um, so it doesn't matter where like, she doesn't like the ADL because they go after uh, some lefties th that she agrees with. But she wouldn't defend... Uh, other people, because there's plenty of other people that the ADL goes after, and she is in full agreement with that. Right. Uh, the ADL has done a good job discrediting, discrediting itself, but I think that it's worth it for us to maybe look into um, you know, his apology and question whether it's legitimate. We should note the context, which is the fact that he just came out with an album. I'm sure he wants to you know, sell that album, and maybe the anti-Semitic remarks he made in the past aren't really boding well for his objective to sell that album. But I don't know, what do you think, John? I think I, that was- So John starts out, of course, as always, with a feminine sigh. One of the worst apologies ever. Mm -hmm. I, any pain I may have caused, because maybe I did and maybe I didn't with the Hitler stuff. You don't know, you're not sure at this point whether it caused any pain or not. Also, again, as you said, putting it only in Hebrew, he is implying that he believes that every Jewish person is going to be able to read that. So he's even fitting in like a little bit of weird like stereotyping in that. Um, I had forgotten about the Infowars appearance. And it is rare that sitting in a panel with Alex Jones and Nick Fuentes, he makes Alex Jones feel like he's saying things that are too crazy. Insane. And yeah, that's, Nick that's why it was one of the all timers. Fuentes think this guy likes Nazis too much for me. That's, I know, it's crazy. It um, is crazy to see him in that context. Yeah, here, here's an idea. Uh, and I, I know it's so weird. People can stop being famous. Like, he was famous. He but that's going to be up to the people who buy his music. And they're not interested in the Jews. And so they're going to keep buying his music. He sold albums. He can just not be famous anymore. Why is nobody is allowed? But you have no control over that. The people have control over that. To not be famous <clears throat> anymore. Because mm -hmm. that's not how it works, and it's a very gay way to look at things, John. It can turn out, oh, I thought he was like good at music, but it turns out he's crazy. Oh, well, there's a million other people making songs. I'm just going to listen to that. Why is but that they don't want to listen to other things. They're going to listen to Kanye West. Not an option. Because you can't control people, you fucking piece of shit authoritarian. I don't, I'm not a Kanye West person as far as the music, I, and I don't even like the sneakers. I do like the American flag jacket. I also like the jacket he wore on Alex Jones. A little too busy for me. I wouldn't personally wear it. I would wear that fucking American flag jacket. I still have that link up. I want to get that jacket. I'm just, you know, it takes me time. Plus, like, it's not a bad price, 160 but it's still 160 But I'll probably get one eventually. But anyway... Um, it's fake. It's not the real one. The real one's probably five grand. But um, it doesn't matter what John thinks or what I think. People like Kanye West's music, and most people, on average, 
are going to put their desire to listen to music that they like over some of the Jews' feelings about what Kanye West says. And that John thinks he can control that or should be able to control that is ridiculous. It honestly doesn't have to matter if he tries to apologize. His apology is worth absolutely nothing. He hasn't actually changed. And in a month, he's gonna say something just as bad as all the rest of the stuff. You can just not buy his album and just move on with your life. Well, they don't wanna do that. They wanna buy the album. Million other people making art. He sucks. His art doesn't have to matter. You know, and look. It's just not how it works. It's just not how it works. I'm gonna be honest. I was open to his apology, mainly because Kanye West does suffer from- I mean, again, who cares if you're open to it? Like, who cares? Mental health issues, he does. And Yeah, but you're not a doctor. You don't know how much of this is mental illness and how much of this is, you know, the guy who tried to drug him and put him in the hospital. I mean, he has some valid grievances, especially about Harvey Pasternak. He decided to stop taking his medication. He is suffering from- But how do you know what medication he's taking? You don't know when he last took medication. This is ridiculous. Polar disorder. Some people argue, oh, well, being mentally ill and refusing to take your medication doesn't make you hateful or anti-Semitic. But look, living in LA, I have personally encountered a lot of people, unfortunately, in our terrible system that allows mentally ill people to suffer on our streets. You know, having episodes where they say, racist, anti-Semitic, terrible things when they're, again, having an episode. So I don't know, I'm not a mental health professional and I can't really weigh in on that as an expert. But I was open to hearing his apology because maybe he was gonna take ownership of the fact that he wasn't you know, taking the medication he needs to be taking. He wasn't getting the treatment he needed to get. And, and as a result, he was acting out in ways that are not- So this is where I'm gonna call bullshit. First of all, I I don't know, I'm not in his head. I'm not interested in being in his head and I'm not a doctor. Um, But the text messages that he produced from Harvey Pasternak, um, those were not voices in his head. That really happened. So that part of it is completely valid. It's a real thing. So being pissed off about that and then uh, coming up with other examples of people like Ari Emanuel and the rest of them, you know, I, I think a lot of this is real. Um, you know, you, know he's, he, you could argue he's being emotional or whatever, but I, he's, I don't think it's unreasonable to be pissed off that you got these people that threaten to lock you up in a mental institution against your will again, again for a second time drug you against your will again, um, take your bank accounts, destroy your business. Um, A person that's having that done to him is uh, entitled to be very angry about it. So, you know, how he goes about that and wants to, you know, talk mad shit, uh, you know, that's up to him. But the idea that this is all in his head, that's just bullshit. That's total bullshit. He has demonstrated that enough of this is actually happening not indicative of who he is as a person. But that is not what happened here. Yeah. He came out with an album recently, okay, and decided a few weeks after he had a disgusting anti-Semitic outburst to issue the weakest, most pathetic apology imaginable. Yeah. Not buying it. Yeah, I'm just I, not buying I, it. Who, he doesn't give a fuck. Who cares if you buy it or not? So. That wasn't taking ownership for what he did, and it did cause a lot of pain. No, to it pe- didn't. What do you? What pain has he caused people? What do you? What in the fuck are you talking about? What pain 
If someone went on a rant about Italians, first of all, if they went, if they named names of Italians that were doing fucked up shit to them, I'd be like, well, that's fucked up. Those goddamn wops were doing that to you. I'm sorry to hear that. That would be my reaction. But let's say, let's say it was made up. Let's say he was being a quote unquote bigot. He was like, oh, every Italian is handsy and greasy. And <clears throat> I am a little greasy, so I can't really argue with that. What are you going to do? The hair is greasy. It gets greasy. It's just, I don't know what it is. You know, <clears throat> shower all the time, wash the hair all the time. <laughs> It's greasy. But anyway, um, what the fuck do I care? Some guy's going on a rant. <laughs> Who is, what kind of a person is caused pain by something like that? Am I, maybe I'm the, like I said, maybe I'm the one with the problem. I just, if someone's saying some shit that you don't like, I just m move on, you know? Like it's now, I'm, I'll never watch some, I don't generally get offended by things. But sometimes I'll watch things where I'm like, oh, I don't like this, and I'll just change the channel. I don't go into the comments section. By the way, you're free to if you want to. But I don't go into the comments section like, oh, this is outrageous. I am get, get out of here. You can't do that. You're free to do that. But the idea that this guy is causing pain, I don't buy. I, don't, I just don't buy that. I think it's up to you whether or not it causes pain. Um, I mean, it causes you pain because he's upset at Harvey Pasternak. Harvey Pasternak's a horrible person, and I think he killed people too. I mean, I there's no direct evidence, but you know, when you when you see the text messages that he showed, and then you look at all the celebrities that Harvey Pasternak handled, some of them are dead. So you know, it makes you wonder. Anyway, people in this country, as soon after he made um, you know the DeathCon three tweet. I remember in LA, there were freeway bridges where people had posted disgusting anti-Semitic signs. Yeah, like four people posted a sign and they were on a bridge. Who cares? Who cares? Yeah. People shouldn't have to live in fear. Uh, how are you living in fear? Uh, because someone put a sign up, what are you kidding? Okay, Jewish Americans shouldn't have to live in fear of hatred and discrimination. People are going to like people and people are going to hate people. That's how it goes. You have no control over that. You can't be worried about whether or not someone hates you. Are you kidding me? You're going to give someone that kind of power over you? Are you crazy? Especially because a big name in music decided to come out with these disgusting mm -hmm. um, statements about Jewish people. So I'm sorry. Like this is to me a, a clear case of someone who's not taking ownership and it's not really my place to accept his apology. He didn't target me, he targeted the Jewish community. But I would be surprised if the Jewish community looked at that apology and said, oh no, we're good with Kanye now. Well, who, what does that even mean, the Jewish community? Who are the representatives of the Jewish community? You know, there's some Jews that like Kanye West. There's also some Jews, they don't give a fuck about any of this. So are they part of this Jewish community that's outraged? Who's the representative of the Jewish community? Rabbi Shmuley, he like rolls up to people, it gets into people's faces, and then he pretends he's a victim. I mean, what are you kidding me with this shit? It's crazy, completely insane. This is the uh, swatting. There is this nationwide video. swatting pattern targeting political figures. And Marjorie Green, a member of Congress, of course, happens to be one of the latest victims of this. In fact, she alleges that she has been swatted several times. So uh, her home in Georgia was swatted on Christmas morning and she posted about it on social media saying, I was just swatted. This is like the eighth time on Christmas with my family here. 
My local police are the greatest and shouldn't have to deal with this. I appreciate them so much and my family and I are in joyous spirits celebrating the birth of our savior, Jesus Christ. Now, here's what allegedly happened, Mayor Rodney Bailey of the, or I'm sorry, Major Rodney Bailey of the police department in Rome, Georgia said that a person based in Rome, New York, made a call to the suicide hotline claiming that he got shot, that he had shot his girlfriend at Green's address in Georgia and threatened to kill himself next. I just gotta pause for a second. If the authorities have been called to this specific address like eight times as Marjorie Green says, shouldn't they know that this is a target of fake allegations? I think they might well already know that, yes. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, look, this is awful. I don't like Marjorie Green as a person or as a politician, but her family doesn't deserve this. And this could, luckily it hasn't, but this could end up in a disastrous situation, mm-hmm. okay? So I, I wanna just be very clear that I'm against this. Police then contacted Green's local security liaison to inform the <coughs> Congresswoman's team about the call. Her security team decided officers didn't need to respond to her home, according to Bailey. And a police response was canceled. So luckily it ended in this way. But I also wanna just note that various media personalities have also been targeted with these swanning techniques. Tim Pool, another individual that I disagree with vehemently, politically speaking, has been swatted several times. Well, we'll see how much you disagree with him when you go on his show, because that'll be very interesting. He doesn't have a security liaison that's in con- in contact with the local authorities, right? So I think he does, and the cops come anyway. That could have ended terribly for him and his staff. I just, guys, this is not the right way to handle the situation. I get it. Like people are feeling. Well, powerless. this is your side. This is your side. Powerless. They feel like <clears throat> they don't have the ability to hold politicians and various people in society accountable for their actions. So they resort to these kinds of tactics. But this isn't persuading anyone to do anything for you, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah, it's terrible. So it's objectively reprehensible, don't do it. For first of all, if you think it's gonna accomplish your goals, they're not. The, the police aren't gonna bust down her door. It's also terrible, both to her and her family, if someone were to be hurt or whatever. Also, it provides them with the, the sham cover to both sides political violence. She will take this and she will hold this up as an equivalent to January 6th. It makes her a victim too, right? Yeah, well, it, it legitimately makes her a yeah, victim. Yeah. Like, I don't know that she needs it. She would pitch herself to be a victim anyway, but this is actually making a victim out of her. So don't do it. It's terrible on every level. So uh, the authorities were able to find the suspect. Uh, they. Local police were reportedly called by the suspect who took responsibility for the incident and said that they were just upset about Miss Green's stance on transgender youth. Right, well, right? they got to bury that person in prison. You've you've got to make an example. But what you did is not persuading her to change her mind on it. It's not gonna change the situation in a way that's favorable to the individual who engaged in the swatting tactic. It's just not smart. And in another post by Marjorie Green, she says, I've been swatted eight times, but the FBI can't seem to figure out who is responsible. Well, they're not interested. Uh, They're not interested because you're a conservative. Swatting and says the law doesn't allow them to track them down. I mean, they did did track them down. They did track them down, so 
that's kind of a lie. The FBI can do so many things, has even abused FISA to spy on hundreds of thousands of Americans, but cannot figure out who wants me killed by a hail of bullets fired by a SWAT team responding to murder suicide calls supposedly coming from me. And by the way, I want to be clear, there are other politicians, Democrats who have been swatted as well. First, let's go to GOP Congressman Brandon Williams. He's from New York, the 22nd district there. He was swatted on Christmas Day. Our home was swatted this afternoon thanks to the deputies and troopers who contacted me before arriving. They left with homemade cookies and spiced nuts. Merry Christmas, everyone. Spice nuts sound fun. I like spicy nuts. <laughs> that did not take long. But finally, Boston mm. Mayor Michelle Wu, who is a Democrat, she was also swatted on Christmas. Some people not feeling the holiday cheer. This was days after she sparked a right wing outrage for hosting an event for local elected officials of color and excluded. Uh, white politicians uh, from the area. The fake emergency call came into the city's 311 system around 5.30 p.m. Monday evening. It was ultimately routed to 911 dispatchers. A man told officials that he shot his wife at an address in Roslindale and that she was tied up along with a man in the house. She had allegedly been the victim of a handful of swatting calls since she was elected mayor of Boston in 2021. Look, I don't agree with what she did either. I think that it's divisive to do what she did. She doesn't deserve to be swatted, no one does. It is a misuse of our resources, it's incredibly cruel, it can be incredibly dangerous. Don't be stupid if you want to hold politicians accountable. You got to strategize and find methods that will actually yield the results that you want rather than doing things that could harm someone, could actually hurt someone. It, that's not the right way to go about it. That's interesting. Uh, Chink would have defended it more, but uh, he's not around. I think he's trying to get on the ballot somewhere. Okay, let's get to some breaking news from the internet from the Lord of the News, Gun Fox. Let's have a look here at the first one. This is uh, CNN. <clears throat> let's see. Oh, that might be my my fault here. Uh, let me put an L here for HTML. This is Dean Obadala. Yep, that's what it is. Dean Obadala. Dean Obadala is an absolute piece of shit. And uh, let's see what the absolute piece of shit has to say here. Um, the holiday season is filled with classic movies like A Christmas Carol that tell us we still have time to right the wrongs of the past. Well, now the Supreme Court uh, excuse me, even without a visit from a ghost uh, of Christmas yet to come, may get the chance to correct the wrong of G GOP senators like Mitch McConnell, who refused to convict former President Trump during his January 6th impeachment trial. Yeah, but that's not how it works, you fucking piece of shit. Uh, correct. What is he calling it? A correcting a wrong. <clears throat> You're a wrong that needs to be corrected fucker anyway the supreme court justices uh, can do so by agreeing with the colorado supreme court's recent decision to uh, take trump uh, off of the ballot as a reminder shortly after january 6 trump was impeached 
by the Democrat homosexuals of the House for inciting an insurrection. That single article of impeachment approved by 10 House Republicans, along with Democrats in the lower chamber, specifically cited Section 3 of the 14th Amendment. Yeah, and he was acquitted, so this is all bullshit. While the Senate failed to reach the two-third thresholds necessary to convict Trump, the vote did garner the support of a simple majority that included seven Republicans. Well, that's not how it works. A simple majority is not what was needed. You lost. That means the majority of both chambers of Congress voted in favor of removing Trump from office. Yeah, but that's not the metric. That's like saying, well, even though we didn't score the most points, we had the highest free throw percentage. That doesn't matter. That's not, who cares about that? It doesn't matter. You had to get um, two thirds and you didn't. So go fuck yourself. After the vote was tallied, Mitch McConnell took the floor to uh, brutally slammed Trump for his actions. That's because he's a turtle-ass-looking bitch. He declared that American citizens attack their own government. They use terrorism to try to stop a specific piece of democratic business they didn't like. Just total bullshit. He says, even after it was clear to any reasonable observer that Mike Pence was in danger, even as a mob carrying Trump banners was beating cops and breaching perimeters, the president sent a further tweet attacking his vice president. All narrative. Senate leader went on to call out Trump's response during the attack, saying that a mob was assaulting the Capitol in his name. That's not true, turtle bitch. That is not true at all. Despite those strong words, McConnell voted to acquit because Trump was already out of office at the time of the trial. And he said, we have no power to convict and disqualify a former office holder who is now a private citizen. If the Senate had convicted Trump, it could have barred him from running for office again. Yeah, bitch, but they didn't, and that's it. Putting aside whether McConnell was correct from a constitutional point of view, the courts now have the power to disqualify uh, a former office holder who's now a private citizen. That's exactly what the Colorado Supreme Court did. <clears throat> Trump's goal with the insurrection as the court laid out, which he himself conceived and set in motion, totally made up, was to prevent Congress from certifying the election and stop the peaceful transfer of power, also totally made up. And like McConnell, who pointed out that Trump did not act quickly to call an end to the insurrection, the Supreme Court, the Colorado Supreme Court noted Trump continued to support it. Blatant lie, blatant lie. No one knows with any certainty what the Supreme Court will rule in this case. In fact, lost in much of the discussion is the question of whether Trump will formally appeal the Colorado ruling. Yeah, he did. And as I discussed Thursday on my gay-ass radio show <clears throat> that no one listens to, one of the lawyers who won the case to disqualify Trump from the ballot, Trump must appreciate the risk that the Supreme Court could rule against him. If that happens, Trump would be barred from holding office ever again, whereas he would only be barred from the ballot in Colorado. You, you have to uh, appeal. I have no problem with that. Uh, if Trump appeals to the Supreme Court, they will have an opportunity to uphold the Constitution by disqualifying Trump. Yeah, they're, they're going to set the country ablaze if they do that. But whatever, we're, we're, we're going to wait to see exactly how much the courts will allow the Democrats to burn down the country. Are they going to burn the country down um, and, and completely change everything, or are they not? That's what we're going to wait to see. All right, now we got this next one here from GunFox. Appreciate the support, sir. The Biden campaign heads into 2024, ready to make the case that Trump is a threat to democracy. Well, that's a very weak case. 
It's a very weak case coming from a pedophile dictator who was illegitimately installed as president through cheating. The pedophile-in-chief, Joe Biden, who fucking sucks in all ways, uh, his campaign is building up its operations heading into the 24 election year, laying the groundwork in key battleground states and sharpening its argument against former President Trump. Are they? I, I, that, that's news to me. A strategy memo shared first with uh, CNN shows how Biden plans to make the threat to democracy posed by Trump a central focus to his campaign. That is the dumbest fucking shit you could possibly do. Instead of trying to, I mean, it would be a lie, but instead of lying and saying, okay, we're going to make the economy better, we know that it's not great, and we're going to fix it, you're going to start talking about some masturbatory Washington, D.C. bullshit? <laughs> great. That's great. I'm glad to hear it, because I want you to lose. That's what I want. I want you to fucking lose. So that's, that's, uh, that's great news. The crux of the argument Campaign manager Julie Chavez Rodriguez uh, said the choice for voters next year will not simply be competing philosophies of governing. The choice for Americans will be about protecting American democracy and the very individual freedoms we enjoy as Americans. The campaign is planning and expecting that GOP frontrunner Trump will be the nominee, something officials have called an eventuality. The memo sent to interested parties said the campaign will spend its next year convincing voters that Trump poses an existential threat to democracy through his ability to incite political violence and wage attacks on our democracy and freedom. Yeah, but that's delusional. It's totally made up. It's totally fucking made up. To make that case, the campaign is building its infrastructure and organization, including plans to have its battleground state leadership in places by the end of next month. <clears throat> Biden has posited the battle between the world's democracies and autocracies as the central question of his presidency. And while he's referring, <clears throat> excuse me, to autocratic governments like Russia and China, his campaign is now making the case that it's at stake here at home as he takes on Trump. Yeah, but that's, again, it's made up. Chavez Rodriguez wrote that the American people rejected Trump in the 2020 election, but the threat Trump poses to democracy has only grown more dire since then. No, it hasn't. This is all made up. He's running a campaign on revenge and retribution at the expense of Americans' freedoms. No, he isn't. We are treating this election like it will determine the fate of American democracy, because it will. The Trump campaign fired back with Steve Chung saying, crooked Joe Biden is an existential threat to democracy by weaponizing lawfare and disenfranchising voters on a wide scale, not just on a national scale, but in these states. What they're doing is taking democracy out of the hands of the public in order to interfere in election. Yeah, the White House has maintained it's not involved in the numerous court cases. That's total made up bullshit. People know that this is obviously political. A series of recent polls have suggested that the rematch will be close. The Biden campaign has recently stepped up attacks on Trump, saying the former president's rhetoric about immigrants it parrots Adolf Hitler. Again, just bullshit. And also, who cares? Anyway, 
At official campaign events, the president and vice president are expected to draw those contrasts with Trump while also emphasizing issues like abortion, the economy, combating uh, gun violence, LGBT rights, Social Security and Medicare and the Affordable Care Act. Right out of the gate, Harris will take the abortion contrast on the road, launching a reproductive freedoms tour. Yeah, she's going to need to get someone to talk because she can't even talk. She, she is more incoherent than Joe Biden. And she, I think she's on drugs. She, the other day she was like, this is the election of elections, and it's like an election. And the guy interviewing her was like, oh, yeah, that's a great point. <laughs> the White House is also contending with a series of major issues and crises beyond Biden's control. Congressional negotiations for, a, for more fucking money to Ukraine is on the table. What a bunch of goddamn bullshit. Those uh, crises have played a role in Biden's approval dropping for the past 12 months. Yeah, because he sucks. He fucking sucks. Joe Biden sucks. While the president has largely embarked on official travel organized by the White House in recent months, ex expect Biden, Harris, and other surrogates to deploy for campaign-focused travel and events in the new year. And the, the Wilmington, Delaware-based campaign expects to scale its operation in the coming months with the goal of operating at full steam by early summer when we expect voters to be thinking about the election more. Some Democrats have griped about the slow start in building battleground operations. The campaign has announced leadership hires in key battleground states. I don't even believe that most of this is happening. I think this is just to placate the Democrats who are like, why aren't they competing? What the hell's going on? Because they got other tricks up their sleeve. They're going to be doing all sorts of fucking goddamn bullshit. Still, there's some strains within Biden's political coalition. Progressive and immigration advocates are frustrated over the president's border policy concessions as he looks in to build support for Ukraine aid. Young voters who uh, young voters who backed Biden by double digits have shown signs of discontent, including over the administration's handling of uh, the uh, Israeli-Palestine conflict. Among voters younger than 30, Biden's approval rating stands at 26% and 20% in the Israeli-Palestinian conflict. Biden's also struggling to move the needle on sour voters' perceptions of the economy, which remains the top issue for voters heading into 2024. The president himself has flashed signs of impatience behind the scenes as some of the projects funded by the legislative accomplishments he's trying to tout are slow to materialize. Well, because they're bullshit, Joe. They're fucking bullshit. That's funny. That's pretty funny. Seven in 10 Americans believe economic conditions in the U.S. are poor. That despite emerging bright spots in the economy, where? Including cooling inflation, low unemployment, and rising wage wages. Again, made up completely. Officials acknowledge those changes could take time to sink into the American psyche. Yeah, that means, well, we're going to keep lying to them. Along with explaining how the economy... Oh, whoops, hold on a second. Uh, with explaining how the economy has improved because of Biden's work, Seth Harris set up a contrast with Trump's economic record, including tax cuts, tax, tax cuts for the wealthy and a renewed pledge to repeal the Affordable Care Act. The Biden campaign this week leaned into putting that contrast front and center, holding a call with reporters. Why would you hold a call with reporters? You're supposed to talk to the people, not reporters. 
People don't give a fuck about goddamn reporters anymore. What do you think? We're in 1976? Oh, that's great. That's great. Yeah, this is a half-assed campaign. They're, they're, they're using lawfare, and uh, so I, I don't see how they're actually going to uh, have, a, have a successful campaign. Bullshit. Absolute fucking bullshit. All right. Let's get to some more breaking news from the Internet from GunFox. The U.S. military carried out airstrikes on three facilities used by uh, Iraq-based Katalab, Katatib Hezbollah and affiliated groups on Monday night right after an attack injured three U.S. troops, leaving one in critical condition. Now, that's not good at all. That is not good at all. Can't have that. The Iranian-backed militant group earlier claimed credit for using a one-way attack drone to target the U.S. forces at the Irbiro Air Base Monday morning. A statement from U.S. National Security Council spokesman Adrian Wilson said U.S. airstrikes at three locations by Hezbollah, specifically on unmanned aerial drone activities. The strikes on the Hezbollah facilities occurred at 8.45 p.m. Eastern. There were no indications that any civilian lives were affected. The Iraqi government, however, said in a statement that one security serviceman was killed and 18 others, including civilians, were injured. Prime Minister Mohammed Shal al-Sudani Durka Durka's office referred to the airstrikes as hostile acts that infringe upon Iraq's sovereignty and are deemed unacceptable under any circumstances or justification. The Iraqi government stressed that such attacks could harm relations between the two countries. It's a clearly hostile, unconstructive act that does not serve the interests of long-term common interest, the statement said. Hezbollah is a Shia militant group that poses a high threat to U.S. personnel in both Iraq and Syria says the group wants to expel U.S. and coalition forces from Iraq and set up an Iranian-aligned government there. The group also operates in Syria. Secretary of Defense Homosexual Lloyd Austin briefed the president on Monday afternoon. Several options were presented to the president. Uh, Biden ordered the strikes during that call. Yeah, Biden ordered the strikes, right. Mm -hmm. And he couldn't even order food off a menu, okay? In a statement, Austin said Monday's airstrikes were carried out in response to the Irbil attack and other attacks against U.S. forces in Iraq and Syria. He said the strikes were necessary and proportionate. The security serviceman referenced in the Iraqi prime minister's statement was a member of Hashad al-Sabab, known as PMU, and that's a Shia paramilitary force, according to a statement released by the group. In 2016, the Iraqi parliament passed a bill recognizing the Shia fighters as a government entity. Excuse me, I'm losing my voice. I think maybe the air is dry down here or something. I don't know. We'll be good, though. Operating alongside the Iraqi military, the U.S., however, views the PMU as an Iran-backed militia and considers some of them responsible for carrying out attacks. All right, well, there you go. Uh, Escalations in the Mideast. All right. Now we'll talk about the invasion. Here is more breaking news from the internet from GunFox. This is about the invasion at the southern border. I don't know why that just happened there. Let's go back up. All right. How about scroll the way I want you to? How about that? 
How about that computer? All right, very good. Or maybe it's maybe it's the website. Uh, could be me. I'm not saying that's impossible. Anyway, uh, this is Eagle Pass, Texas. A mother who fled her native country with two children after one was kidnapped, a woman who was forced to strip down by thieves looking for money, an activist made uh, unemployable by speaking out against her country's government. These are some of the stories CNN heard outside a shelter for migrants in Eagle Pass. Okay, look, I'm sure that there are some people who have a reasonable claim. The problem is that's the vast minority the vast minority, okay? The vast majority are military-aged men, okay? So you can find, you can, I'm sure you can find plenty of people, but this is, this is the minority. You know, if you gave a fuck about people like this, you would not want unfettered, unvetted illegal immigration because these people get buried actual legitimate asylum claims get fucking buried because of this shit. So the idea, this because this is what this is, is propaganda to manufacture consent to keep the border open because they want, they, they, they're going to lie and pretend, oh, this is most of the cases. All of these people need help. It's fucking bullshit. On Christmas Eve, dozens of migrants had arrived at the shelter after being released by immigration authorities. Some were waiting outside uh, as the shelter had no room for new arrivals. Sylvia del Carmen Flores sat in the sidewalk with her three-year-old son on her lap and her 16-year-old daughter. Flores told CNN they'd just been released on parole after requesting asylum and were hoping to catch a ride to San Antonio where they were told they may be able to stay at a bigger shelter. Their journey from their native Honduras started December 12th uh, after traveling in buses and taxis through Guatemala and Mexico, they reached the Mexican city of Monterey. With the last money they had, they caught a flight to Pedras Negras. <clears throat> Negras? N-E-G-R-A-S. Negras. Sounds like one of the places in the swamp in Red Dead Redemption 2. That's not right. Anyway, it's, it wouldn't be Spanish, would it? I don't it doesn't matter. It's close. It's not the same thing, though. That's a hell of a place at night. You know, you go to that one place. I like hunting at night uh, in the swamp with the gators. The atmosphere is incredible. And you go to that one place. I forget what time. It's 12, 2 o'clock in the morning. And then that ghost appears, that woman. She's like, no, daddy, put the gun down. That's fucking phenomenal. What a game that is. And then they disappear. Like, what was that? As a That game's fucking amazing. Anyway, whatever. It's an old game, but it's, uh, it's phenomenal. All right. Anyway, uh, Flora said she'd been thinking about leaving Honduras for a while due to the family's financial situation. And then two months ago, Yolani was kidnapped and Flores had to pay money to get her back. After that, Flores felt she had no other option but to leave. Yolani, a ninth grader, is uncertain about her family's future. I don't want to go back to Honduras. There's too much corruption, crime, and things like that. The Flores family is among tens of thousands of immigrants who have arrived at Eagle Pass in the past few weeks. The new surge in border crossings has stretched the number of otherwise overwhelmed U.S. US agencies. Federal authorities reported a seven-day average of more than 9,600 migrant encounters along with the southern border in December. And Homeland Security officials said earlier this month that a number is among the highest ever recorded. 
The seven-day average reported on November 28th was 6,800 encounters. Um, a senior CBP official told CNN that many steps have been taken, including ramping up resources to address the recent challenge the agency faced. But CBP isn't out of the woods yet. Despite the improved scene at Eagle Pass, the illegal crossings continue and are being fueled by bad actors who push migrants to enter the southern border between ports of entry. Yeah, his name is Joe Biden. His name is Joe Biden. Uh, Marshally Gerardo, a domestic worker from Medellin, Colombia. I think there's a lot of Coke dealers down there. Medellin, the Medellin cartel, those were some bad motherfuckers. <clears throat> Told CNN a lack of opportunity in her own country prompted her to seek a better life. All right, so you're an economic migrant. Okay, look, what can I tell you? We, yeah, America's the shit. We got a lot of problems. We got communist infestation. But, the, but the, the, the problem is because of the communist infestation and that they're trying to destabilize the country, they have completely fucked people who uh, want to come in the country illegally for an opportunity. Those people are fucked. Uh, now, I've said this before, the, our people who are fucked come before them, 10 times out of 10, no question. But I bring this up because... Uh, and, and look, I got my own problems. I'm not one of these people that are like oh, that. I'm like, oh, I care about that. It, look, we all got to fucking figure this shit out. Okay, I got problems. You got problems. Uh, you don't got time for my problems. I don't got time for your problems. Okay, so I'm sorry if things aren't going well in Colombia. There's nothing I can do about it. I understand why you want to come to the country. I don't fault you for trying to get into the country. My point is, if you pretend to give a fuck or actually give a fuck about people in another country, and if you're like a bleeding heart liberal and you're like, oh, I want to bring in as many people, you, if you want to be like Schindler's List, well, and you're like, oh, <laughs> what was that shit they were like? One more watch. If you want to be like one more watch and we'll get Pata Kakita Sita Mataya into the country with her children, one more meal. If you want to be one of those people, I'm going to call bullshit if you're for an open border because those are the people that get screwed because they bring everyone in with an open border, including the rapists and the murderers. And the rapists and the murderers make everything harder for the people that aren't rapists and murderers because then what happens when you get so much rape and murder that the native population is going to go, hey, what the fuck? Get these people out of here. And they're not really interested in nuance. So this this whole thing where they're like, oh, you hate, I, I, I'm neutral. It's not that I hate these people. I'm just neutral. We got a lot of problems, it's, you know. But if you want to mark me down as a hater, then whatever, I don't care. Who's, I mean, the tactic is such bullshit. One human being sets themselves up as the moral arbiter and then comes to you to try to shame you into agreeing with them. And then if you don't agree with them, you get put down as a bad person of you're either a racist or a migrant hater. It's totally made up emotional manipulation tactics. It's total bullshit. <clears throat> um, but uh, yeah, no, th th this is this is crazy. So you can you can put all the sad faces in front of us, but um, if you're supporting Biden's policy, then you actually hate these people, and you and you are causing them uh, uh, unnecessary suffering. Okay, so it's the whole thing is ridiculous. But anyway, what are you going to do? What are you going to do? When asked, uh, or uh, Gerardo said. Uh, 
when I uh, heard they were giving immigrants the benefit, not the guy, not the Jewish guy pretending to be Hispanic. That's not who we're talking about. Not not Jerry Rivera. What's his real name? What was his real name? Jerry uh, something. I don't know. Probably Stein or something. I don't know. It's something. You know what? It, you know the names. When I heard they were giving immigrants the benefit of being allowed in the country, I decided to make a trip. Otherwise, I would have never have done it. I would have never have taken the risk. Immigrants must show proof of their reasons for requesting asylum. Bullshit. Bullshit. Yep, yep, but they don't they don't give a fuck if you make something up. Okay? So they're not being honest. And then listen to this line of shit. You ready for a line of shit? Okay. So they have to show proof of their reasons, especially through legitimate documents before an immigration judge. A failure to do so will likely be followed by deportation. Total bullshit. Total fucking bullshit. In a statement issued last week, Troy Miller, CBP senior official, said, uh, many migrants are misled and victimized by the transnational criminal organization. Yeah, his name is Joe Biden. These smugglers are recklessly putting migrants into harm's way in remote locations across the border onto the tops of trains or into the water in the Rio Grande. Yeah, and part of it is because the Democrats' policy and the rhetoric coming from Joe Biden. Now, the rhetoric's a little different than it was before. Um, Maladatis Durapi Papapi, a 30-year-old nurse from Cuba, said she left her country with her sister and niece. She's been, she left behind her seven-year-old son as she fled political persecution for speaking out against the government. Uh, I, I will say, uh, if you are anti-communist, you do have an increased chance of being deported. Um, the, Biden does not want anti-communist uh, migrants. Uh, he will deport you if you are one of them. From Cuba, they fled and took a flight to the Dominican Republic and then to Nicaragua. <clears throat> then traveled uh, from the Nicaraguan capital to Honduras border by taxi and then by bus through Guatemala before crossing the Sacachachi River, which marks the border between Mexico and Guatemala on a raft. On our way to the U.S., we were kidnapped. The kidnappers were asking for money and our family paid the amount. After arriving to Mexico City, we were on a bus and we were robbed. They took our phones, but couldn't take our papers because we hid them really well. Your ass? Did you hide those papers in your ass? I can't blame you. I can't blame you. You you, you hid your papers up your ass. That's okay. You gotta, you know, you can't, hey, you gotta make sure that you have your papers. What are you gonna do? For now, she said, being in the U.S. has been a great Christmas gift, especially since she arrived to the country on Christmas Eve. I'm gonna spend Christmas with my family. I'm gonna live in a free country where, where at least, I don't know, we live in a free country. Bro, you're not in a free country. Uh, you should. I mean, it should be a free country, but we are the. We are not a free country. Uh, hopefully, we will become a free country once again. Hopefully, hopefully. Uh, then she said uh, she plans to bring her son to the U.S. as soon as possible. He's my only child. She said it with tears in her eyes. Look, I I don't fault this woman. That's a that's a horrible story. I'm sorry to hear that. Um, but because you're undergoing a horrible story, it doesn't mean I owe you something. And it doesn't mean any American citizen owes you anything. It's just, you know, it's going to be a tough situation. But they put these people in front of you acting like, oh, these are the people that are coming in. But mostly it's not. Mostly it's not. All right. And now we have this breaking news from the Internet from GunFox. Again, sir, sincerely appreciate your generosity. Uh, yeah, this is the anti-white hate crime 
the anti-white attack. Actually, I hate the term hate crime, so I'm not going to use it here. This is the uh, anti-white uh, attempted murder by some fucking murderous nog. Teen tourist stabbed by a deranged nog uh, at Grand Central. Uh, Washington Post called him a deranged stranger. Yeah, got to watch out for those strangers. Oh, man, those fucking strangers. Got to watch out for them. Yep. Oh, they can be... <laughs> it might be an Asian, man. Oh, that Asian stranger. Got to watch out for those stabbing Asian strangers. Anyway, the Nog shouted, I want all white people dead on, on Christmas. That's okay. TND. Someone should have responded back. TND. A troubled vagrant. Oh, is he troubled? What kind of fucking bullshit is this? Motherfucker. I don't care if you're troubled. Stabbing people is unacceptable. And I have no compassion nor empathy towards you if you start stabbing people. I don't care why you're stabbing. Of course, unless it's in self-defense. If it's in self-defense, then I'm on your side. But it has to be actual self-defense. Okay? This was not a case of self-defense. So, uh, a troubled vagrant. <laughs> Do you know how many vagrants out there are troubled that don't assault people? Plenty. Okay? So, the idea that, oh, well, he, he was troubled. I don't fucking give a shit. Well, what the hell are you doing? What are you putting tattoos on your lip? You fucking dumb whore. Why are you doing that? Anyway, whatever. Troubled vagrant randomly stabbed two teenage girls. It wasn't random. They were attacked for their race. Enjoying a Christmas morning meal with their parents at a Grand Central Terminal restaurant. Uh, look, I, I understand that theoretically you should be able to go to New York and have a nice meal with your parents. That's a big fucking mistake. That's a big mistake. You gotta, you gotta like, look, maybe I'm overly paranoid. And look, this is the thing. I'm not, it's like they force you to be at least to a degree a, a racial identitarian. To a degree. I mean, I'm not like a, a hardcore racial identitarian. And I've said before, if you are, like, I have no problem with that. It's your decision. You can do that. Um, it's not like it's a completely unreasonable, you know, thing. Um, but I have no problem with racial identitarians across the board. Black, white, I don't care. If you want to remain among your people where you feel the most comfortable, there's nothing wrong with that. That's generally how human beings are. Um, so with that said, I'm not, I'm not really any sort of like hardcore racial identitarian, but I do things now that I didn't used to do. For example, when I am looking for places to stop, because I did the complete reverse. So last year I had a nightmare scenario where I decided, and, and now in hindsight, it was obviously a mistake. I drove down here <clears throat> the day after Christmas, starting at 7 a.m. Big mistake. It turned a nine hour trip, well, at least to South Carolina, into a 15 hour trip. So strategically this time, I'm like, well, fuck that. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to drive at night, which worked out swimmingly because even though there was more traffic on the, on the road than normal, I wasn't the only person with the idea. There were no traffic jams. Now, <clears throat> when you're driving from 1230 till whatever, 830, 1030 in the morning, and you're, you're driving mostly at 132, 33, 34, 30 in the morning, where you pull off for things like gas and taking a piss have, I think, a, a level of importance. You have to make sure, at least I do, where I kind of map it out. Back in the day, I didn't used to map it out. I would just pull off. Now I map it out. Now I do look at the areas. I look at the demographics. I make sure that where I stay uh, in hotels are in uh, areas that at least to me seem to be 
uh, with the mixture of the type of people I want it to be. Um, this is not something that I used to do, but this is now something that I think that uh, I have to do. Um, and it's unfortunate. It's an unfortunate thing, but it is what it is. It's unfortunate based on, I guess, the, 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 the concept I was sold growing up. I guess it really depends on, is it really unfortunate or is it just reality? I, it, it, whatever. It, it's not a moral fag. It's just the, um, the vision of what I was raised on sounded nice. And to a degree, like uh, anecdotally, it can work. Uh, I've experienced that, but anecdotes and um, when you have people in charge of the government that have totally opened the floodgates and have destroyed every semblance of assimilation and all that, like, it just seems like, I don't know how you unfuck that. I don't know how you unfuck that. And my personal anecdotes are not going to in any way make a difference in like, you know, broad immigration policy. Like it just doesn't, it's just, it is what it is. It's, it's an unfortunate thing. Um, but uh, yeah, and by the way, I'm not the only person doing this. And, I, and there's plenty of people that I know who were never like this, that now are moving to places where, you know, it's definitely, it's definitely different. And it's uh, isolated and away from, you know, the certain element. The certain element out there that everyone is trying to move away from. Yes, I'm talking about niggers. Okay, let's move on to the next part of the article. You know the thing that's interesting? Because uh, um, people are like, oh, that's so offensive. First, now you can take issue with the terminology that I use. I have no problem with that. But what's hilarious to me is the denial of their existence. Because I would argue that the people who know the most about the existence of niggers are black people. Do you know who are the probably the number one people who do not want to live amongst niggers? It would be black people. Because a lot of black people try to move away from them at the first opportunity. Now, they don't label that anything negative. Now, when white people do that, they call that white flight. But when black people do it, they don't really have a name. Well, maybe they do. Do they have a name for it that I'm not aware of? Maybe they do. But to me, it's just an odd thing. Like, I have no problem. Like, we can disagree like adults. At least I would prefer to disagree like adults over the terminology that I use. Like, I have no problem if people are offended by the terms that I use. It's the internet, and I like naughty words, and it's what I do here. But I have no problem if a person's offended by that. I'm not going to tell you not to be offended. It's, it's not my business. You can be offended. But wouldn't it be better to disagree like adults rather than me pretend that this group of people doesn't exist? Because isn't that insulting your intelligence? Like, oh, well, I have to coddle your feelings and I have to pretend that there's no differentiation and that every, everyone is, your group is perfect in every way. And everyone is equal. What are you kidding me? This is not, this is total bullshit. This is total bullshit. Anyway, the whole thing is, uh, it's ridiculous. So I would rather people be offended than me treat people like children. I'm not going to treat people like children. I'm not going to, I'm not doing that. You know, it's just, uh, and I don't think people should want to be treated like children. So yeah, they, they exist. I think the one of the greatest um, stand-up comedy bits of all time, in my opinion, is Chris Rock 
uh, when he was funny. Uh, he's not that funny anymore. When he was funny. And you know what's funny? You know the, the whole... Because um, this, is, this is basically... The differentiation is from that, that stand-up comedy routine. I watched that with a room full of black Jehovah's Witnesses. Everyone laughed. This was, by the way, this was a different day and age. I don't, you can't do this now. But back then, I remember we watched it and we were being naughty because, you know, Chris Rose, like a rated R comedy. Everyone laughed and no one, no one, like no one looked at me like, oh, you better not say it. Now, I didn't say it. I, I, I just, it's not my style to be calling people racial epithets to their face. I it, that's a completely different context. But every person in that room, they knew it was true. It's completely true. It's completely true. Now you can call, maybe you could say, well, I don't like the name, call them. All right, how about animals? Do you wanna call the, the criminal blacks animals? And by the way, my animal designation applies to every fucking race. If you attack people violently for no reason, if you kill innocent people, if you rape innocent people, I don't care what, you're an animal, you're a fucking animal. And it's so wild, you get these liberals, like the people at Slate and Salon, they'll write articles, like when Trump called MS-13 animals, which they are animals, MS-13 are absolute animals. Um, they were like, oh, Trump called MS-13 animals, they're just misunderstood young men. This is retarded, that's retarded, that's retarded. And if you're a liberal writer and you write that, you should have to, you should have to get visited by MS-13. You should have to, you know, by the way, some of these fucking retards, they'll like, uh, they'll pretend that uh, like the Mideast, like all cultures are equal, right? And then they'll, look, <laughs> they'll like, they'll go backpacking in like Pakistan and, and, and Iran and then they disappear. Oh, I can't believe it. Oh, Sally, the dumb bitch was murdered by some fucking raping goat fuckers. I can't believe it. Oh, I thought all cultures were evil. Or, excuse me. I thought all cultures were, were equal. Anyway, I'm on a total rant here about that. But anyway, get back. Let's get back to the article. But anyway, it's a universal truth. Everyone, including black people, are trying to stay as far away from niggers as possible. That's a universal truth. You cannot like it, but that's the thing. You, you can take issue with the terminology, but that is a fucking universal truth. Okay. Back to the article. Two girls, 14 and 16, were visiting from South America. They were attacked. Uh, the Nog said, I want all the white people dead. I want to sit next to the crackers. He then allegedly lunged at the unsuspecting teens, plunging a knife into the 16-year-old's back, nicking her lungs, and stabbing the younger girl in the thigh, police said. Hutcherson, who's and, and and the other thing, isn't it unseemly? This guy stabbed innocent people, and people are going to take issue with the terminology used to describe this fucking animal. <laughs> it's just, I just don't, I don't accept that. I don't accept that. Hutcherson, whose cops and sources had a slew of prior arrests, or the cops and sources said he had prior arrests and history of mental health issues, had allegedly popped up at a restaurant and said he wanted a table but wasn't going to order anything. Well, then you got to go, man. You probably fucking smell. You probably smell like shit. When he was refused, he became irate and pointed to the victim's family, arguing they weren't eating anything at the time, then went off, grabbed a knife, and attacked the girls. Nearby transit police officers rushed over in less than a minute, and Hutchinson dropped the knife as soon as they arrived. Everyone was just running, an MTA employee said. It was chaotic. Hutcherson was booked on felony counts of attempted murder, assault, criminal possession of a weapon, 
and endangering the welfare of the child. I bet he walks. I mean, it's New York. They're probably going to let him walk. Black people are above the law in New York. Not every single black person, but there's a criminal element of, of blacks that are allowed to walk the streets. It's like they want this to happen. Um, EMS took the girls to Bellevue, and they are okay. Well, good. At least they're okay. That's good. That's good. Prior to Monday's incident, uh, he was last arrested November 7th for threatening to shoot a stranger in the Bronx. Quote, I'm going to shoot you. I don't care what kind of green card that government gave you. Uh, Open your mouth and say something. I'll shoot you right now. He then pulled what the victim believed was a gun from the side of his pants, according to a complaint. Cops didn't find a firearm, but did recover a knife. He was charged with criminal possession of a weapon, harassment, and assault. You're bringing your little children to fucking New York City? Are you crazy? Are you fucking insane? Oh, my God. He pleaded guilty to a lesser charge of third-degree assault and misdemeanor and was sentenced December 12th to conditional discharge. Okay, so the Bronx District Attorney's Office has blood on its hands. They have a lot of blood on their hands. They shouldn't have let him out of jail. I don't believe it. The victim in the case, Yossi Abdali, said, yeah, well, this is what they do in New York. DAs are chopping all the charges down. Judges are letting him go. Yeah. Now we have two teenagers that were stabbed. Yeah, and I bet they're all pleased with themselves. These people fucking hate white people. They love, they keep track of the population. Some of them, not all. I'm not saying they all do. But some of these people that are very anti-white. They keep track of the demographic percentages moving uh, uh, down. What kind of a sick person? What are you kidding me? If you did that in any other context, you, you, you would be, you, they would be like, what are you doing? This guy's like genocidal. But you can do it with white people. You can be like, all right, we're down, down to almost half. Our mission is halfway there. That's how they think. It's sick. These people are sick. And then, and this is like the ADL. I think it was the it was either ADL or SPLC. This is like an infamous picture from a long time ago. And uh, yeah, it's accepted. And then the, the power people in our society listen to these lunatics. It's not a good situation. It's not a good situation to be in. That case stemmed from a July 24th arrest. So there's another arrest where he was charged with resisting arrest. So this guy should have been buried under a jail a long time ago. He was also uh, smashing a display case at Bergdorf Goodman, causing $81,000 in damage, and then he was let out of jail. Um, and uh, so there you go. Yeah, a criminal, absolute criminal nogger jogger. Uh, and uh, yeah, this is this is America. This is America right now. It is absolutely fucking incredible. Okay, let's uh, let's have a look here. All right, let me uh, read some of these super chats. We're taking him through um, Streamlabs. Link in the description. We're also taking him through uh, Rumble, and we're taking him through Entropy. There's a weird linking situation on YouTube. I got like a channel demotion where I can't post links. Uh, it wouldn't let me post the links as normal. Uh, I made some changes. I don't know if they're clickable or not. The whole thing is just retarded. Uh, so we'll be moving off of YouTube when I get back uh, home. Uh, we'll do probably what most people do, do the first hour on YouTube and then just, I'll close off YouTube. We'll keep all, all the other uh, platforms open though. I'm not gonna go like exclusive to Rumble or anything like that. Um, you know, barring some sort of uh, uh, sponsorship, which I would never expect to get. 
Okay, where did we leave off? This is what, the 28th, the 29th? Silky Johnser says, Profane bad man, since you're out of your place, me and your rabid homosexual brother and the entire bathhouse gang, and since you're a bigot, we're going to recreate the Two Towers castle battle, but with feminine penises and anuses. Ha ha, get a hazmat suit. That was... Uh, was that the scene in the second Lord of the Rings where all of a sudden heads started coming across the wall? That was unexpected. Uh, those I only saw the first three movies. First, first one was a little slow and long. I, I kind of, you know, was like, all right, this is a bit much. But uh, I like the second and third one. And the second one, yeah, I really, I mean, I'm, I've only seen them a couple times. Part of it is they're too long. Uh, but uh, yeah, I was surprised when I saw those heads. I was like, oh, this is nice. They're like, this is pretty gritty. Like, heads are flying over the fucking wall. I was like, that's fantastic. Anyway. So you're going to be throwing feminine penises and anuses. That's going to be disgusting. Well, hopefully you clean it up. Silky Johnson says, HB, hope you had a Merry Christmas. Do you have an uncle named Vincenzo? Vincenzo? that is not associated with a mob-like gentleman's club, and if so, asked, would not put a severed horse head in someone's bed. If so, I would not vote for Chank. This is an MC mod, of course. Of course. Uh, no, no current uh, family mob associations that I'm aware of. Uh, uh, there is a story. I've told this before. I th it's probably true. I can't you know, I'm a direct evidence person, and I've not been given direct evidence. I was told that on my dad's side that the that there was a name change because, I guess this would be the great-grandfather, was uh, in some sort of trouble with uh, the mafia, the mob, for something. And uh, and then uh, my grandfather took the name to the grave. That's what, I, that, that's what I've been told. I don't know if that's true. It's possible it's possible but you know you need i need direct evidence and uh and that applies to everybody even you know family members is it bullshit i mean this is the problem anyone's capable of fucking bullshit and people talk shit so it's possible the whole thing is bullshit but i don't know the way it was kind of delivered i i think it's probably true but uh, who knows anyway um Let's see. Aidsorific Aidsenstein says, all the chaos with Democrats has got to be because of the facts, right? I mean, they're probably on their eighth booster by now. Yeah, there's still a lot of deaths. People just dropping dead, and they're like, oh, this is normal. This is normal. Or there was an article that I saw, and they were like, oh, it's totally normal that, you know, it, it was directed towards, like, retarded liberals that are, like, fully vaxxed and boosted because apparently one of the, one of the uh, things that happens is that you catch COVID like six times. And um, and they're like, oh, it's totally normal to like catch COVID three times in a season and, and you know, getting all this stuff. Yeah, it's real normal. These people had working immune systems where they were not getting sick all the time. Now they're fully vaxxed and boosted and they get sick at the drop of a hat. Oh no, it's totally normal. Totally normal. It's climate change. Climate change. All right, let's see. Um, Aidsorific Aidsenstein says, Dor interviewed Alex Jones today. It was awesome. Yeah, I saw Dor, uh, some of the Tucker Carlson interview. Uh, Dor is uh, way, he's pretty watchable. Uh, and I like Kurt Metzger. So um, it's crazy because he was a young,